Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. Now in the calendar of the Orthodox Church, we celebrate all kinds of interesting things. Uh, we celebrate uh, the conception of the Theotokos and John the Baptist. We celebrate the nativities of John the Baptist and the Theotokos. We celebrate uh, the chains of Peter that he was chained with in prison. Uh, we celebrate uh, the finding of uh, John the Baptist's head, which had been lost several times in history. We celebrated the first, the second, and the third finding of the head of St. John the Baptist. We uh, celebrate uh, the translation of relics from one place to another. So there's all kinds of different things that we celebrate um, over the course of the year. Uh, but there are only 12 major feasts. Some of these feasts are about events in the life of the Theotokos, and most of these great, great feasts are about moments from the life of Christ. But interestingly, not everything from the life of Christ is a major saint. For example, we celebrate the circumcision of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ on January 1st, but in many ways that is subsumed by our reverence uh, and celebration of St. Basil the Great. And not every event in the Theotokos' life is a major feast. Uh, the aforementioned conception, for example, is not a major feast. But interestingly, the presentation of the Theotokos into the temple and the meeting of Christ in the temple are both major feasts, and they bookmark the whole season that we have just gone through with the Nativity and with the Theophany. We sort of begin this whole season with the Theotokos entering into the temple, going into the Holy of Holies, being fed manna by the angels. And we come to the culmination of all of these things with the Christ child being placed in the arms of Simeon in the temple. And to understand why these two events are seen as major feasts, we have to understand in context what's happening with the presentation or the entrance of the Theotokos into the temple. We see a human being, a mere human being, entering into the Holy of Holies, taking the place of the Ark of the Covenant, which had been lost. And so she demonstrated that great and marvelous and wonderful things could be accomplished by a mere human being. However, this was only accomplished by one person. It was not accomplished for all of humanity. That was beyond her ability. And so, we see her become the Ark of the Covenant, the place where God resides in her pregnancy and her giving birth. 
And we see at the theophany, Christ taking on humanity and blessing and sanctifying humanity with the descent of the Holy Spirit. And then all of this comes to a culmination into a contextual understanding with this feast, the meeting of our Lord God and Savior at the temple. And as Paul says today in his letter to the Hebrews, greater things must come from lesser things. Lesser things being this marvelous miracle of the Theotokos becoming the Ark of the Covenant. Greater things being the meeting of the Lord in the temple. Lesser being this small babe of a girl coming into the temple. Greater things being the Son of God coming into the temple. And to understand the magnitude of, of the difference, I want to read to you from St. Gregory Palamas's homily on this feast. After the Savior was born of the Virgin and circumcised on the eighth day, according to the law, then as Luke the Evangelist says, when the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. He is circumcised according to the law, brought to Jerusalem according to the law, presented to the Lord as it is written in the law, and a sacrifice is offered as the law demands. Notice that the Creator and Lord of the law is completely obedient to the law. What does he achieve by this? He makes our nature obedient in all things to the Father. He completely heals us of its disobedience and transforms the curse on it into a blessing. As all human nature was in Adam, so it is in Christ. Adam disobeyed God, ate of the fruit the knowledge of good and evil, and brought sin and death into the world. His action affected the very nature of humanity, which, by the way, that's what Adam means, humanity. And thus, sin and death and the consequences of sin and death entered and affect all of us throughout time. Christ also became a human being. The new Adam, or more correctly, the last Adam. And his obedience also affects all of humanity. He gave the law in order to be able to show who he is and who humanity is in relation to him. He created a new priestly order of Aaron in order to administrate this law. Again, to reveal himself to us. But he did not see himself or reveal himself as lower or higher or above the law. But when he became a human being, 
He was obedient to that law. He fulfilled the law to perfection. So that obedience might be shared with all who put on Christ. So that when we are baptized, the obedience that he performed perfectly is bestowed upon all of us. So that the law has already been fulfilled for us. We are no longer under the law because the law has been completed in Christ. His obedience is given to us so that we are no longer bound by the law, but bound by Christ. And our job is now to follow Christ, to allow his obedience, his perfection, guide our lives. It is our job to allow him to increase in us as we and our desires and our needs and what we think is right and good for us to recede, to shrink, so that the wisdom of God is demonstrated by this grand and glorious plan where he reveals Melchizedek and then creates the law and a new priesthood and then allows us to understand that the order of Melchizedek belongs to Christ, that this wisdom is the wisdom that we should follow. This wisdom, this plan is what we should allow to come into our lives, to guide our lives, and to allow us to slowly but surely be bathed in the perfect obedience that Christ accomplishes today by coming into the temple to offer sacrifice as the firstborn son. May we all enjoy and bask in that perfection and in that obedience. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and ever.